Okay, let's get into Parshas Nitzavim and Vayelech. Tav Shin Ayin Zayin. Let's keep that year in mind because this is the last year of Tav Shin Ayin Zayin. The next year, I'm not sure exactly when it'll be. Next week is Rosh Hashanah. There'll be no shear. Uh, we'll figure it out. Could be Parshas Noach. Because Bracious is also, there's no chance unless we do it Chalamoid sometime. But, uh, but either way, this is the last year for Tav Shanai and Zion, Baruch Hashem. A wonderful ninth year that we have had learning Torah together. And Be'ezus Hashem, we look forward to double digits in a couple of weeks when we start our tenth cycle of, um, of Parsha Shirim together. Okay, but we start off with Nisavim and we start off with a thought that was mentioned seven or eight years ago, but it's something that is, uh, important to repeat. Right, the Torah tells us in these short but jam-packed parshios, which always have to do a lot with this time of year. The Torah tells us in Paraglamid in Parshas Nitzavim, Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was talking throughout Sefer Dvarim. This is his last pep talk, and as we have mentioned over the past couple of months, Dvarim is the greatest Sefer Moser that has ever been written. It's the only one that's been, that was written by God. But throughout Sefer Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying you could do it, and you're the best nation, and uh, this defines you, and be like. Hashem, more psukim like that in Sefer Dvarim than any other part of the Torah. Yasisa, Yashav HaHatov, Shema, Vehaya, Aseris HaDibros, right? All the, all the major Ikari HaEmunah, not all, but many of the Ikari HaEmunah are found here in, in uh, Sefer Dvarim. And uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is now on the home stretch. The home stretch of the, of the pep talk before Moshe Rabbeinu is to pass on. Uh, and he writes, Perek Lamed, when all of these things come, Habracha Vaklala, talking about the Tochacha and talking about the Brachas, Vashi Vosel Vavecha Bachalagoyim, Asheridiachacha, Shamalkecha Shama, there will come a time when you will return, Moshe Rabbeinu says, talking about the future. Vishavtar Hashemalokecha, Vishamata Bakolo, you will come back to Hashem, Vishamata Bakolo, and you will hear his voice, Kaachala Sharanochi Misavchayom. Three times in a row. It says Vashivosa. It says Vishavta. And then it says Vishava Shemalokecha Shivuscha Vrichamecha Vishambi Kibetzka Bikola Amim Hashem promises Kibas Golios. This pasta could have been written in Sefer Yeshayahu, but a lot of Yeshayahu is based on these types of ideas. Hashem will bring you, will bring you back. Right? Gu'ula Ha'asida we have here described in, um, beautiful, uh, words and allegory by Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Chafetz Chaim. Says the Chafetz Chaim. This is a chiv that we have every single day of our lives. Right? It's one of the six questions we're going to be asked. Tzipisa Yeshua. Did you hope for it? Did we hope for the salvation? And, says the Chavetz Chaim in source number one. This is one of the questions we will be asked. Right? Some of the other ones might seem easier in relative terms. Did you set aside time for Torah? I think we're pretty good. Right? We tried our best. Right? We also tried. How much of our time was focused on How often did we think about Mashiach and future days. These psukim describe it. One of the greatest mafriim, the powers that blind us from focusing on this emuna, who matzav amenu b'shanim achronos amim. It's the situation, the status of where our nation finds itself in the past couple of years. Remember, the Chavetz Chaim was nifter in 1933. 
Imagine what he would have said a couple of years later, Rahman al Itzlan. But uh, where are we the past couple of years? Hayinu lag, vakeles, bagoyim were trampled upon, were scorned. Vinenu atahashvalim babzuyim beeniakol. We're so low. Virabim shoalim, and so many ask. Echze efshar, shauma shvela kazos tisromeim, laosul teferis leeniakol. Such a lowly nation, so many people in the world. You know, uh, look down at us, and we might add today, so many billions of, of, of uh, certain religious fanatics, you know, wish we weren't on the earth. And we say, so how, what's going to happen? How is it going to happen? Avalo Emet says the Chafetz Chaim, this is how Geula works. Geula works that there's tremendous darkness before the great light. That's what we find throughout history. From the ashpos, from the garbage dump, that reflects the miracle of our existence. Where do you see this? Start with the beginning. The first Jew, Avram Avinu. What happened to Avram? The geula, the redemption of Avram Avinu. His dream was fulfilled only after he had a hundred years of darkness. Only after there was so much uh, yeyush and giving up before he had the geula, so to speak, the personal geula. We know some Midrashim say he was physically, he should have been physically unable to have a child. And Sarah, that's what the Navi says, Yeshayahu. We learned this a couple of weeks ago. Habitu his Avram Avinu. We continue. Yaakov Avinu had twelve shvatim. What happened right before? Right before he started having the shvatim, Eliphaz caught up to him. My father sent me to kill you. Well, just take my money. See, he's running away like a fugitive without money, without anything, and yet that's where he was zocha to be mamid the shifteka. After Eliphaz took everything, Barak b'makwa of Darkness and then Geula. Yosef Zacha Limalucha Acharasher Haya Muuna Bebeso Asurim Yud Beishana. Keep going. Yosef Atzadik sits in jail for years. Everybody's given up hope for him. Right? Only after that he becomes the Mishnah Lamelech. Moshe Rabbeinu. He was thrown into the Nile. Who would have thought the little baby in the basket in the Nile River would be the one to redeem Klal Yisrael? And B'nai Yisrael themselves, right? Many Mepharshim, many Rishonim ask, why do we need Mitzrayim? Why do we need that experience? Just, he's starting a nation? Okay, so just start a nation. Have the Shvatim start multiplying and start a nation. No, we needed the darkness because Hashem wanted to redeem us. And to have a redemption, there needs to be darkness proceeding. Right? And that's already said in the Brisbane Abbasarim before anybody did anything. Hashem says to Abraham, they're going to be in an Erezolahem, terrible. He's going to done. What do you need the whole thing for? Says the Chavetz Chaim because that's how Kaddish Baruch Hu works. And we continue in history, as we know, Bimei Haman, Raz Yisrael Bimei Haman, Shekfar Nechta V'Nechtam, V'Chos V'Melech, Larug L'Abed Kula, Min Arvad Zakein. The Geula at the time of Bayasheni, before Bayasheni, when we came back. Right? Darkness, extermination, almost, Rachman before 
the Geula happens. Says the Chavetz Chaim, it's the same thing in our generation. And little did he know, Rachman al-Islan, how dark it was going to get. A couple of years later. Right? Adaraba, Simen Ushi Marashem Lagalenu. It's a Simen. And so low in 1945, if you would have asked any objective person, would the Jewish people be able to return to their homeland a couple of years later? And would Torah be prospering and mitzvahs be prospering and the Jewish society be prospering in Eretz Yisrael just four years after? Darkness leading to Geula, even in our generation, or especially in our generation, as we find ourselves in Ikvasa the Mashiach, Hashem. But that's what we have to think about, says the Chavis Chaim, when we read Nitzvah Vayelach. If there's darkness, if there's difficulty, that's preceding the Geula that is going to be. And the Chavis Chaim, in the Maisel Melech, in the notes on the bottom, he says, But what al Yomar Ha'adam, in source number two? How could it happen? A question that is asked by many. Rabbi Kivayegar's dar was in Zohar to bring Mashiach. The Rambam's dar was in Zohar to bring Mashiach. Our little generation. What do we have? What schuyos do we have? That they don't have. Every generation prior to our generation, they had so many more mitzvahs and Torah and more connected and less challenges. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Al Yisyaish Adam. Chas v'shalom. No, why? Because as it's said by the Rishonim and he quotes it. We stand on giant shoulders. It's not just us. We're the Akev. We're the heel. After all the Zechuyos that have been built up cumulatively, we just have to add on a few more. We just have to finish the job. Yadua, line five. The marshal given by the Rishonim. The midget that's on top of the giant shoulders. Right, a, a giant cannot see. What if the, the, there's something blocking the giant's view? Just on top of the giant's view. You put the midget on top of the giant, the midget can see beyond. So we think we're midgets, but we're on top of giant shoulders. And that's how, says the Chafetz Chaim, based on earlier sources, we have to think about, see, peace to Yeshua, last paragraph, Tzara Karlish, Yisrael, it's supposed to Yeshua, B'chal Yom, Ki Yeshua Sashem Karafayin. And the Mepharshim say, it doesn't say all of the day, even if there's a half an hour left of the day. It's okay. Kol hayom. Chazal are very meduyak when they say, like in Pirkei Yawas, v'avidan is kol ha'adam. All the day, even if it didn't happen. Just last night, I was sitting eating supper with one of my kids. And one of them, we were talking, somehow Mashiach came up. So one of them says, I bet he's not coming in seven seconds from now. One, two, three, four. And he counts. And see? I'm like, okay, we have to hope. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe if we believe in more. Even in seven seconds from now. We have to hope. We have to try. We have to think. We have to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could bring it every single moment. Number one. Number two, also connected. We quoted this in a different context, in a different shear. In the daf we quoted this, but I don't think we, we quoted it here in the, in the parsha shear. Another thought about Geula, which there's so much in this parsha, uh, about. And that is the Rambam. The Rambam at the end of Ilkhaz Malachim. The Rambam talks about Geula, as we know, in the last section of Mishnah Torah. And the end of Sefer, uh, the end of Sefer, Shoftim, the end of Sefer Malachim. And you have it there in source number four at the beginning. HaMelech HaMashiach, Asid La'amod, Ulahachzir, Malchus Beis David, Liyoshna, Lulem Shalah HaRishonah. HaMashiach, 
will bring back Malchus based David. Bring back Malchus based David. Ubone Hamigdash. But he will build the base of Migdash, Umikabait Nitre, Amo Yisrael, and he will gather in the exiles, Vachosin Kalamishpatim, Biyamav, Kshayamikodem, right? These are this is what Mashiach's gonna do. So some ask, was these five individuals in history were were they Mashiach? They could have been Mashiach. But we weren't Zoha. We weren't Zoha. Right? Because Mashiach has to do these things. And if somebody didn't do these things, they're not Mashiach. Vachol, and then here's the key line for us now. Vikal Sha'inu Misha Eno Maminbo. Somebody who does not believe in this concept. Or doesn't wait for his coming. This is not just a denial of other prophets that talk about Geula, like Yeshayo and Yechezkel. Because the Torah itself, if I deny and I don't hope for it, then I'm denying the Pasig and Parshas Nitzavim. Which says, V'shav Hashem al-kech ha-shavuzcha, ar-pasik, v'richamcha, v'shav b'kibetzcha. Hashem promises that it's going to happen. Says the briskarav, and we'll get back to this Rambam. It's interesting, we know the Animamins, the 13 Animamins are based on the Rambam's commentary in Pirish Mishnayis in Mesech Sanhedrin. But the Animamins that we have in our Siddurim are a shortened version. The Rambam has a paragraph, and every Animamim is a shortened paragraph. And Yigdal is even shortened from there. You have one line. So we went from the Pirshim Mishnayis and the Rambam to Animamin to Yigdal. Good. But there's only one Animamin where we don't only declare something, but we ask Akasha and give a Teretz. There's only one. Animamin be'amun ha'sholema be'viyas ha'mashiach. Great, we believe Mashiach's coming. And all of a sudden, v'yafapi she'yismamea, and even though he's taking so long, and therefore maybe I should give up hope, im kolze'achakalo. It doesn't matter, I'm doing it anyway. The only one. Ask the briskarav, why is that? You could have, we could have had this on other animamis as well. Animamim that God doesn't have a body. And even if Sukkim in the Torah seem to say that he has a body, I believe he doesn't have a body. We could have had an afal on others. I believe in scharva onesh. And even though I, I witness what appears to me, Sadik Viralo, Rasha Vitovlo, Im Kolze, I believe in Scharva Onesh. So we could have had Afapis by the other ones too. And yet this is the only one that has the Afapi. This is the only one where we see the question asked. Line three. This is quoted in the Bishema Shmua, but you have it here in the Lakartov. Ulachari Yipala, Hanusach, Shebi Iker Zeshu Bader Kushi Vateritz. Afapi Shayisma Maya Im Kolze Achake. Mashalanu Momatsanu Kane Bisharo Ikarim. We didn't find this by any of the other Ikarim. Afapi shagamisharho ikarim. Yachlu linaseach shiyeshluch ora kushyali ikar. We could have said otherwise. Right? Lamashal. I believe in that. Shari Efshar, Lahosif, Al Kakushya, Alpha Bichatagrala Rashvatovlo. Or Enoguf. Right? We could have had other other chances to to ha- ask the question. So why do we only have it by the Animamin for Mashiach? Says the Briskarav, says the Grizz, line 15. There's no, there's no problem here. A potential problem that we're solving. No. This is part of the declaration. It's not a, it's not going against the declaration. It's a continuation of the declaration. 
based on what the Rambam that we just read up above, which we read quickly, but we didn't focus on. There are two elements, there are two parts to this animamin. And if we look closely at the Rambam above, the Rambam says, line three in the Rambam, V'chol mamin bo, o eno I could believe in it and not hope for it and not yearn for it. Says the briskarov, if I believe and I don't yearn, that's also a kofr bi'ikr. That's also a denial of one of these tenets. I need to want it and to yearn for it and to dream about it. I know it can happen any second. Any second. That's the Afapi. I believe it's going to come. And then we say, the Afapi. Line 24. That's the second part of the Yisod. The Yisod is that with the delay, I still believe. That's being madgish. That's emphasizing the hope and the expectancy. And then he adds the same thing the Chavetz Chaim said. We have to realize and hope and believe. Though it's been 2,000 years, we have to believe and hope. They wanted it every second, so we have to do what we can every second. Even through the halacha, I'm always inspired. By, there are certain halachos in the Gemara that apply because Mehiri And therefore, you don't want to have problems. Right, there's a day in the Gemara. There's a day in the Gemara, Masechus Tainus, that Kohanim are not allowed to drink wine, Bismanazeh. Can't drink wine. Why? Because maybe the base of religion is going to be built in 10 minutes, and we need people to do the Avoda. We need people to do the Avoda. What? Okay, the Gemara says, fine, they don't have to get a haircut every month, because, you know what, you can just quickly get a haircut. But if you, if you whine, you have to go to sleep for a couple of hours. So, so there's a day, there's a Tana, that says for thousands of years, Kohanim can't drink wine. Because Meheri Banabes HaMikdash. Or Yom HaNeit Kulo Aser, right? Chadash is also the whole day of second day of Pesach. Meheri Banabes HaMikdash. You might get confused. We do things now because of what's going to be in the future. Because as a nation, we have that emuna. As a nation, we sit on the floor on Tisha B'Av and we yearn for what, we mourn for what was and when we yearn for what will be. The famous story with Napoleon, right? Any nation that still yearns for what they lost 2,000 years ago, that's gonna, they're going to get it back. They're going to get it back. Okay. Moving right along. Now let's get to some neat southern discussions. Says the Pasuk. Ki ha-mitzvah hazos lamid yud alef. Ki ha-mitzvah hazos this mitzvah. Machlokas Rashi Ramban, we've discussed in the past. What's the mitzvah? Rashi says, Torah. Ramban says, Shuvah. Ki ha-mitzvah hazos asher anokhi mitzvah chayom, whatever it is, lo niflesi mimchava lo rechokahi. It's not distant from you. It's not far. Lo bashamayim he. Right? It's not in heavens. Lo bashamayim he. Famous line in the Gemara. Lo bashamayim he. Lamar. It's not in the heavens, Lamar, that you shall say, Mia lo lanu ashamayim How can we get up to heaven? Vikachel lanu and bring it down. Vyashmeinu al sevenasena. And we'll hear it there and we'll do it. You don't have to go up to heavens, says the Torah. It's there in front of you. Velo meiva layamu. It's not on the other side of the river. Lamar. Mia lanu leiva layamu. How can we get to the other side of the river? 
Kikar Belacha Adavar Maod, it's very close. Beficha Ubilvav Chalasoso. We spoke about Rabbeinu Bachai a number of years ago. Mouth, heart, action. Right? Beficha Ubilvav Chalasoso, the three parts of our Avoda. But first, let's this year, let's focus on the Rashi. Rashi quotes the Gemara Mesechas Erevin. What does it mean, Lo Bashamayami? Rashi says, She'ilu Haisa Bashamayim, if it was in heaven, Hayita Tzorach Lalo Sacharel Lalamda. If it was in heaven, you, ha- you, you have to go up there and get it. The Torah said, the, the Torah says that the Torah is not in heaven. So, because if, if it had been in heaven, we'd have to go get it. That's what the Gemara says. And many of the Baali Machshava wonder, what exactly does this mean? If it was in heaven, we'd have to go get it? What does that mean? We wouldn't be able to go get it. We can't get it. We can't go up to heaven. So, what, what is, what is the Chazah? What are they trying to tell us? What's it trying to tell us? We can't go up to Shemayim. Says Rav Chaim Kadievsky in the time of the Krah. Three ideas. Number one. So he says, One Chacham said to him, Oh, Maybe we'd be able to go up to heaven by enunciating the shame Hashem. As Rashi says in Mesechas Chagiga, on the Arba Nichnusula Pardes, the four Tanoim that went into the secret areas, Rabbi Akiva, Acher, right, that's the Acher Gemara, Elisha ben Avuya, Elisha ben Avuya, where he went off. But four went in, but Rashi there says, how they get up, how they go into the Pardes? They use the Shem Hashem. Okay, maybe that's how we would get up to Shemayim. Says Rabbi Chaim Kanyaski, I don't like that shot. Vikasha, number one, Ha'amar Bebaba Metzia. It says in Bab Metziah, If a man makes a tznai, a condition, upon giving a get. This is your get on condition that I go up to heaven. The get, says the Gemara, is good and the tznai is nullified. Why? Because it's an impossible tznai. It's not a tznai that we say is efshar l'kaimo. So it's automatically nullified and the get, or if you did it through a marriage, would be would be good. One second. Why is it impossible? You could go up al shame. Obviously, that's not halachically recognized as a going up. Number one. The Od Lomar, or he says another problem. If the Torah was in the Shemayim, the Torah is not. Lo as we know the famous Gemara in Baba Metziah. We don't paskin based on what's in Shemayim. We pass on what we figure out. So the Torah is not meant to be in the Shemayim. Right? That is not something that is supposed to be relevant for us. So says the Gemara, says Rav Chaim Kenevsky, two other ideas. Two other ideas. Source line number two. You're right. It's impossible. It's impossible. But you know what the Gemara is saying? If it would be up there... Hashem would make it possible. Because Hashem never gives us a challenge that we won't be able to succeed in. It would be hard and challenging and difficult, but, says the Rebchaim Kinevsky, Hashem would just make it possible. Because there's never a challenge in our life that Hashem gives us that we're not able to fulfill. Number two, message of the, of the Gemara. And finally, he says, very interestingly, the Odyesh Lomar, maybe this is being Marames to something. Maybe it's being Marames to 1969. What's in 1969? Says Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Ta'a kavana al hayarech v'hakochavim v'zenikra shamayim. 
we find that heavens are often called, the moon and the sun, the moon and the stars are often called Shamayim. Maybe if you ever go up there, maybe the Torah is being Maramis, that there will come a time that man will be able to go up there in some way. And therefore, if the Torah would be there, you'd have to go get it. But, Baruch Hashem, the Torah is not there. And the Torah is right here with us, near us. Okay, moving right along. There is a mushal, there is a medrash that is much discussed. Just to mention it, now this could have been one of our, you know, at the beginning of this year, getting things started. But we have it right here in the middle because we're going in order. The pasik, it's mentioned, the medrash is mentioned in source number six. On our pasik, that it's very easy and very simple. It's a ton of velio, it's a medrash. Many know this. Mesupar, pamachas, haya elioa navi, overmi makom makom. One time elioa navi was going from place to place. Sometimes Elio Hanavi appears in just his neshama, like at a bris milah or like at the seder. Right? We don't have to say, kick the table and say he drunk the wine. We could just explain that only his neshama is here. And then other times he comes in his goof. There are various stories in Shas where Tanoam talked to Elio Hanavi. And he comes in the physical, in the flesh. He goes back into his goof. Chassam Sofer writes in a tshuva, in the last chalik of his tshuvas, that sometimes A, sometimes B, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or Eliyahu Navi decide. So here, it seems that he came in his goof. So Pamachas, he was going from place to place. Umatza Adam Echad Shahaya Mislotzes. Umalig. And there was a man who was just like wasting time and uh, scoffing. Bini Amar Eliyahu Navi. Ma'ata Meishiv Avicha Shemashamayim Liyom HaMishpat. Eliyahu Navi turns to him and says, what, what are you going to say on Yom Adin? No, what, what are you going to say? Right, you know. Lefnei Miyatata Asid Litin Din V'cheshman. Akavya Ben Mahalalel. We have to we have to stand the judgment. Rebbe on the man says, "I have no problems. I have no worries." Right? I have, you know, I have what to say. New, no, yes. Tell me, please. Mamalachti says, "Bina videya lo I don't have a Torah cup. I don't have a brain for you know learning and understanding mitzvos. So you know, it wasn't lo What could I do, Hashem? This was your package. Mamalachtucha. Sho'al oso elio anavi. Well, no, what do you do? Explain to me what you do. Tsayadani heshevoish. I'm a trapper. I trap fish. But me limenotcha. Who taught you how to trap? Sho'al elio asayish. Sho'tavi pishton. You have to bring the flax and you have to make the nets and you have to know how to tie and you have to know where to throw the nets and how to catch the fish. There's so much chachma there. Who taught you all of that? I have brains for that. Heavenly, he recognizes. Heaven's giving me, gave me that, that uh, wisdom. Says Elio Anavi. For that, Hashem gave you das. But for Torah and mitzvahs, Hashem didn't give you das. You have talents. You can't use them for Kedusha. And the man recognized his fault. Whether this is a true story or not, either way, the message or the mashal is. Eliyahu tells us, we all have kochos. We all have kochos for Kedusha. We all have kochos with which to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We just have to recognize what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us and go with it and focus on it 
and fulfill all the kochos that we have. Right? This reminds us a little bit of the Medrash in Parshas Vayigash on Oliyom Adin Oliyom Atochecha. When the brothers, remember the Medrash that the brothers couldn't answer Yosef. When Yosef says, Ani Yosef Haodavichai. And the Mepharshim there, the Beis Halevi and others discuss, why couldn't they answer him? Why couldn't they answer him? Ani Yosef Haodavichai. So the Medrash discusses that the brothers were saying to Yosef, have Rachmanus on us, have Rachmanus on us, have Rachmanus on Binyamin. Don't take Binyamin. And Yosef says, Ani Yosef Haodavichai, my father's still around after so many years of heartache that you caused him and you didn't have Rachmanus on him. The inner contradiction of our lives. So this is the same idea. On the one hand, it's so easy. There are challenges. But we have to realize we could do it. We could take that first step. Okay, moving right along. Says the Torah, Perak Lamed, now getting towards the end of the parsha. Pasig Yudalad. Pasig Yudalad. I'm sorry, Pasig Yutes. All the way at the end of the parsha, the end of Nitzavim. Again, each one of these psukim is like a like a major theme in Yahadus. Right? As we get, the whole Dvarim, but as we get towards the end here, it's like every every Pusik, mitzvos and choice and good and bad and bracha and klala. Like every Pusik is giving us a, 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 a tafkid in life. So we have here in Pusik Yutes, Ha'idosi vachem hayom, I bring the heaven and earth as witnesses. Ha'chayim v'hamaves nasati l'fanecha. Ha'bracha v'aklala. Life and death, I place in front of you blessing and curse. Uvacharta vachayim, choose life. Lamantich yatavazarecha, so that you and your children can live. Ask for Moshe Feinstein. Why couldn't the pasuk end without the four last words? The Torah says, the choice is in front of you: life or death. Bracha and klala, choose life, so that your kids can live. Didn't we just say that? Do we need a little like extra? Encouragement? Choose life. It's either life or death. Choose life, Hashem says. What do our children have to do with this? What more do we need? Right? Rashi says, I once heard a question which we're not going to answer right now, but feel free to, to do the research on this. Very unusual. Hashem says, I'm, I'm giving you a choice, life or death. Choose life. Like Hashem has to give us that that choice, right? What what would we have chosen? What would we have chosen? I once heard a mushal. You know, a waiter comes to uh, to offer you. You know, you're at a simcha. You know, and you know, usually, you know, you want the meat, you want the uh, you want the chicken, you want the fish. Okay, we understand all those choices. But you know, the waiter says, you know, you want you want the meat, or you want you want to go in the back, and I'll have some guys beat you up and leave you there and. What's the choice here? And then the waiter leans down and says, by the way, I suggest the meat. <laughs> right? Right? So what's, what's the Kodesh Baruch doing here? Right? This is the choice, life and death. Good question, not for now. But either way, says Rav Moshe Feinstein, at least answering, a thought that Rav Moshe says over and over again in his writings, we've quoted it in the past, but Rav Moshe lived, when they're, in, the, in the generation that Rav Moshe lived, you know, this is what he saw. Right in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, he saw so many Jews in America with Schwarzschild, and I'm going to try to do it, but it's so difficult and it's hard, and we have to struggle to get through it. And the attitude of Nisyonos, which we're not judging anyone, but this is what Rav Moshe saw. So so often in his writings, Rav Moshe says there are Nisyonos in life, but we have to show those around us that we love it. And we have to show those around us 
that we wouldn't change anything in the world to have the choice of being of to Vachaim, to being an Ever Hashem. Choose in the way Don't just choose life. Of course we're going to choose life. But choose life in a way that it will go to your kids. And that means, not in a way of, it's so hard. Oh, my dad, my father's on that. So he was able to do it. But who am I? The Habachira Betov, line six. Shehu Bachayim, Tia Bemida Kazu. It should be in a way. Sheyashpia Gamal Zarov Atalmidim. The choice, of course the choice is going to be life. This kind of answers that question. Right? The, the choice is going to be, but how do you make the choice? Shelafamim Afshim Mekayim Kolatora. We have to try to show our children there's nothing better, there's nothing more fulfilling as being a Shomer Torah Mitzvah, as being someone who follows the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As it says, it says in Perkayavos, and those who are not from the inside can't understand it. There is no free person except someone who lives his life based on the Torah. What does that mean? It's a bunch of no's. It's a bunch of limits. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. But from the inside, we're not mishubed. We're not slaves to anything else in the world, which other people are. And it's amazing. It's not easy, but it's amazing. I'll do it, but it's better if I didn't have to do it. Tremendous simcha. And recognize, just parenthetically also, there's nothing like our nation. Nothing like our nation. Just this past week we witnessed unbelievable. A thousand families, strangers, that go to a town that they don't know, who knows? They come to a city after being evacuated. They come... Thousands of people come in, come sleep in our house, take our food on such a massive scale. What other nation in the world feels like family like that? Come, just live here for as much as you want. Individuals, yes, but as a nation, as a, as a, as a global community, flying across the world to help out people, Bitsaris. Am Yisrael Chai, Ashreinu Matov Chakenu. And that's what we have to give to our children through our choice. Not just choose to do it, but do it in a way. And we need so much siyata d'shmaya even if we have that attitude. But at least to give them a chance. We have to recognize this and we have to give this over to our children. And only in that way we'll be able to give it. Ramosha writes in a tshuva. Maybe we mentioned this in, in a parsha shir or a daf recently. I don't remember. Ramosha writes in a tshuva. He has a tshuva about t'machanchem and menahalim. Right? Different attitudes that you should just have. So Ramosha there writes that the challenge of our generation is that nowadays it's all about, and he writes in Hebrew, good time. Gimel vav dalid, tes yud yud mem. That's what we're dealing with. And that was a couple of decades ago. But that's what we have to show, that this is the best time. Torah and mitzvos, fulfilling Shabbos, Yontif, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, to recognize these gifts, this is the best time. And we have to realize and hopefully give this over, give this over to our children. Okay. Now let's get to the thought of Rabbi Steinsaltz on Parshas Vayelach. 
a general thought about the whole parsha. Really, more on the second half. If we take an overview, we take a bird's eye view of Ayelach. The first part is Moshe Rabbeinu continuing. Remember, he's the first thirty prakim of Dvarim. It's one conversation, right, from Rosh Chodesh Shvat all the way till Zion Adar, right, all the way till Zion Adar. So what happens? Vayelech starts Zion Adar. Vayelech Moshe, Vaydaberes Adarame Elo Kol Yisrael. This is the last, the last part of his speech, right here. You can feel the emotion in his voice. Vayomer Aleihem Ben Mea Ve'Asrim Shana Anochi Hayom. I'm 120 today. I can't do it anymore. Maybe it means I'm not allowed to do it anymore. But either way, right? How could you say Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do it? So Rashi said it means not allowed. You feel the pain in his voice. Hashem says, I can't continue. Hashem says, Hashem alokecha, hu over lefanecha, hu yashmidis agay me'ilam ilfanecha, virishtam, Hashem will take care of you. Yehoshua hu over lefanecha, kasher diber Hashem. We have the passing of the baton. We already had it. In Parshas Pinchas, but now we really have it. Hashem's going to help you, the 31 kings. Yeshua's going to win. Be strong, says Moshe Rabbeinu. Don't be scared. Don't worry. Be strong. Hashem's going to be with you. And he writes the Sifrei Torah. And then he gives the mitzvah of Hakel. When you go in, you're going to gather together. It's going to be great and amazing. We'll get back to Hakel by Hashem in a few days. Fine. That's the first 13 sukkim. And then Hamishim. Hashem says to Moshe, it's time. Come to the Oel Moed. And then Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, You should know the future does not totally rosy. They're going to do a I'm going to have Esther pun him on them. And then Hashem, then he says, "Kisu l'chem as Hashir azos," and then gets back to writing the writing the Sefer Torah. Because I, I, ki avienu el adama v'chulu, and he continues, "Ki tzedanos aros, rabbis v'tzaros." You look in the Torah, and Moshe writes everything. Moshe writes everything. But then, towards the end of the parsha, then we have the difficulty. By Shvi, vayitzav Moshe es halaviim nosi aron bris Hashem limor lakoach es Sefer Torah zevis hata wazobisad aron. Take this Torah, Pasach Havzayin, Ki Anochi Yadati Esmeriyecha, Ves Arpecha Hakasha, Ki Hein Bodeni Chaimachem Ayom Mamrim Ayismim Hashem, Vi'af Ki Achrimosi. All of a sudden, Moshe Rabbeinu, you could do it, don't be scared, it's going to be getting wonderful. Moshe puts in a line, but I recognize that you're not going to be able to, it's going to be, not going to be perfect. You're going to rebel against me. You did. You went against me in my lifetime. You're going to go against me afterwards. Hakilu elai v'chulu v'chulu ki adati ki acharei mosi ki ashchis tashchisun v'sartim men aderach hacher tivisi eschem v'karas eschem ba'arach v'sayamim ki sasu esayrab ne Hashem v'achis. You're going to get God angry, terrible, and that's the end of the parsha. What is going on here? If we're, if we're just reading the psukim, pashup shat, sarvish steinsaltz. Right, we can read this parsha a thousand times and it doesn't scream out at us. 
Moshe's giving them a pep talk. Moshe's saying it's gonna, you're gonna win. And then he ends off by also noting, you're gonna, you're gonna rebel. And you're gonna do a Bodhazara. And you're gonna mimer Hayisem. And it's gonna be tough. And then we have Hazinu, and then we have the end of Esther the Torah. Ask Rabbi Steinsaltz, what exactly is the message of Parshas Vayelech? Especially in light of the first 30 prakim, of uh, the first, first 30 and a half prakim. All the way at the end, we have this, right? Line 16. In Rabbi in Chai Olam, as Kol Adorim Shamarti Lachem Ki Atem Srichim Ladas Osam. Aval Ani Makira Tchemetev. I know you. I'm giving you this this uh, job, but you know what? I know you guys. I know you better than you know yourself. Kemosha B'Meshach Arbo Amshana Lo Ekshaftim L'Dvarai. Just like the 40 years you gave me trouble, I know you're gonna give me trouble afterwards. Lo Ayinu Mitzapim Shemosha Yisayemis Dvarav Bachraz Akasha Kol Kach. It's very unexpected. Why so pessimistic? Says Rabbi Steinsaltz, he is sowed in life, as many of his ma'amarim in Chaya Olamar. Bottom right. optimist. There are two types of optimists, says Rabbi Steinsaltz. Yesh anoshim she'be'etzem tivam Some people are optimistic. They're always... You know, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Right? Some people just have that. Right? Often when my wife and I are in the car and we're very late for a train, however, or anything, and I'm always the, oh, we're going to miss it. Oh, it's going to be bad. I'm always like, it's fine. It's okay. It'll be good. Right? Just, you know, some are optimistic. But then there are some people that are more than that. There are some that are so, they don't even see anything negative. Everything is just rosy, rosy, rosy. Beyond reality. If we always have the attitude, it's all going to be good, it's all going to be good. That's a great optimist, but you know what? If somebody is too, we would call it optimistic, in that way, in an extreme way, that could lead to very difficult times if something doesn't work out. If we don't recognize reality, if there's something terrible on the horizon and we say it's never going to happen, so then when something does happen, they're broken. And they're lost and they can't continue. Masha'ekin, someone who was less, so to speak, optimistic and positive, optimistic, realistic, that's easier to continue. Right? The extreme type of radical optimist tries to like pretend like you're in a bubble. You're in a bubble and there's no worries and there's nothing around. And even if it's not tov, you try to hide it and, and you're in that bubble. And the problem is when sometimes you get out of that bubble and reality hits... Right? And it's something that, you know, we have to educate our children and our grandchildren to. You know, when they're in our house, there's a certain comfort, there's a certain security, there's a certain protection. But right when somebody starts going out, whether it's school in first grade, whether it's in get, going to a dorm the first time, whether it's getting married, whatever it is, there's a little, there's a little lack of security, there's a little out of one's comfort level. And if there was no hachana for when one goes out and there are headaches in life and sometimes there are difficulties in life 
And there are challenges in life. There's no life without challenges or difficulties. No life is perfect or without ups and downs. There's no roller coaster straight. Right? There's nothing flat in life. There's ups and downs. Like a, like a, like a heart. Uksha Adam, he says, he says, for example, he gives a fascinating example. He says, if you grow up without any antibodies, without any, right, your body never is able to, um, develop, um, a fighting mechanism against certain diseases, the diseases can be lethal. Right, he quotes, sometimes Eskimos who lived in a total area, they meet somebody with a, with a, with a cold, with a little, uh, uh, runny nose, boom, it, it, it like, Forget it. They can't deal with it. They get sick. They can be very dangerous. Because when somebody creates this bubble and they're not dealing with reality, so that could be on the one hand, great, amazing. They're always happy. But on the other hand, that's not life. Life is about dealing with difficulties sometimes. Turning the page. Line 12. Moshe Rabbeinu gives them a pep talk for 30 prakim. But you know what Moshe Rabbeinu does here? At the end... He just puts in a little bit of a reality check. You're going into Eretz Yisrael. You're going to be a nation. You're going to have to build. It's not always going to be perfect. Recognize that there are going to be nephilos. Imagine if Moshe Rabbeinu gave me a pep talk and said, you're going to be awesome and great. It's going to be amazing. And then Moshe Rabbeinu dies. And three days later, I fall in sin. Oh, great. I blew it. It's finished. Moshe Rabbeinu had so much faith in me and now it's done. Moshe Rabbeinu said, oh, he said last week, I'm not going to be perfect. He said last week, I'm going to fall sometimes. I'm going to have difficulties. I'm going to rebel sometimes. I'm going to be evil sometimes against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rahman Al-Islan. If I know that from the start, then it's easier to get over those challenges. And it's easier to get beyond. Kasev Batora. I'm sorry, line 18. The Torah is trying to do something impossible to help a person get ready for falls. To get him ready. Right, spending 30 and a half prakim on positives and three psukim on the reality check Put that into perspective. Kasuba Parsha, Bakulu, he says, Amati Shiyu Yuridot, Amati Shinifilot, Ali Lo Maftiak Shemeach Shamakoye Yoser Tov, Ani Amna Maftiak Lachem Shahasofiatov. The Sof will be good. And he emphasizes that, as we mentioned in Nitzavim. Vishafta, Kibbutz Golios. But it's going to be a challenge. Line 15, he gives a dugma, he gives an example. Hashoah Haisan Dora Nora Biyuchon Achalam Yisrael. Right, obviously, the Holocaust, Rahman al-Islan, Ulama Pakiya, Kashabiyoter, Haisalela Shlohem, Minu Shadavar Kazeyacholios. Those who some thought, if you would never believe that a human being could get to such levels, that makes it even harder. If I don't recognize a reality, no matter how wild and not realistic, Rahman al-Islan in our generation, in our generation, right, a number of years ago, Rahman al-Islan, Right, we have, you know, certain leaders that said that Gush Katif would never happen. Never, never, it's impossible. And then when it happens, what do their students do when something happens? All we could do is hope and pray and lead. But recognize that life's about, life is about ups and downs. 
And Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us that lesson here. On a personal level, on a national level. And he says over and over again, Chazak v'yameitz libecha. Right? Be strong. That's what he says. Be strong. It's safe for Yoshua, Parak Aleph. Three times. Chazak ve'ematz. Chazak ve'ematz. Because life needs strength. We need omets. We need inner strength. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu told Am Yisrael. If you recognize that there are going to be challenges, then you'll be great, then you'll be able to succeed. That's Parsha's Vayeshev. Again, there's a lot more here you could focus on. Um, and then he says in the, in, the, in the turning the page, line 11, HaParsha inena optimit b'muvan haragil shel amilah. It's not optimistic in the normal understanding. Ve'ein ba'oz v'sa'atsumos shiravar Right, it's not like oh, wonderful on a on a on a superficial level, but it's optimistic on a deep level. Meaning, I recognize that there'll be falls, but I know you're going to get up. I know you're going to make it through. I know that Am Yisrael will continue until the last generation. Okay, one final thought. We'll try to squeeze in on the uh, on the parsha, and then we'll end with something about Rosh Hashanah. Uh, again, next week I was in Noshir because scheduling wise, the following week is. We'll see about that week. Oh, Yom Kippur is Shabbos, so also there's no probably no Shia that week. Uh, but Hashem will probably pick up with Parshas Bracious maybe at some point over the uh, Chag, but if not, Parshas Noach after after uh, the Chagim. Um, okay, Bracious is never fair. Parshas Bracious, it's not it's not fair. We we need uh, Parshas Bracious is going to complain one day. You know, it needs two weeks at least, three weeks. Parshas Bracious, you know, Nisam Vayelach, wonderful, amazing, but they always get sometimes Nisam Vayelach get two weeks. Okay. We have to do it ourselves. Anyway, so Hakel, the, the uh, second, second to last mitzvah in the Torah, as we know, Hakel es ha'am hanashim hanashim bataf. Everybody get together, men, women, and children come to the come to the base of Mikdash. Machlokas Rishonim. Um, how old are these children that we're bringing to the base of Mikdash? How old are they? The simple understanding, based on the Gemara, is that they were very young. Right, because what does Rashi quote the Gemara in Chagiga Dav Gimel? Rashi quotes, "Why do the men come to learn Torah? Why do the women come to hear? Assuming a woman, if a woman can learn too, a woman can learn too. But Taf Lamavam, why do the babies come? Litain Schar to give Schar to those who bring them. So what does that mean? What, just to make it harder? Ask the Klayakar. So why isn't there just a mitzvah to carry ten ton weights to the Yerushalayim? Leave your kids at home." What does that mean? Bring, it, it's harder for you to get to the base of English with your kids, so, you know what? Obviously, there's something deeper here. Right? The most common approach given by uh, the Mefarshim is that, no, 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 because you're already implanting in them something at a very young age. At a very young age. Right? We have no idea. The Neshama, excuse me, the Neshama is there. Right away, and the neshama is is absorbent right away, and therefore it says the it says they say the mafarshim maybe that's litein schalim of they get something even very little. The ramban is not happy with that. The ramban can't fathom. He notes, he says, I know this is what it sounds like from Chazal, but I think it means ketanim she a little bit older, and they can get something out of the experience. But the klayakar again, not reading the whole thing for now, but the klayakar after developing that hakel is part of the tshuva process. Remember, when does hakel take place? Sukkis. Sukkis is also the Yomim Noraim. It's in Tishrei. And it takes place, the year by, um, where does he talk about it? It takes place in the context of Shemitah. Right? That's what he says. He says on the, uh, on the top left, you have Sukkis, you have Shemitah, right? You have Tishrei. 
It's part of the tshuva process. We all get together in the base Hamikdash. We have a king reading from the Torah. What does he read? Parsh Sefer Dvarim, which is all about tshuva and our, our purpose in in life. The Klayakar says part of tshuva, and again, we're, we're not going to read the whole thing, but part of tshuva, the Gemara in Taina says, is when we ask Hashem for Rachmanus, specifically about young children. We say, Hashem, have Rachmanus, right? What do we say in, in Avinu Malkeinu? Yom Keishadayim Shalochatu, Gemulei Chalav Shalopashu. So often we focus on our children, and we focus on little children, the, the, the pure. We bring our little babies so we could daven with them. And we could have them as, so to speak, a show and tell that could, could help us focus and daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right at the top of the next page, at the end, he says, So they come, we get schar because we daven better through them. That's part of our davening. Hashem, they're pure and pristine and perfect. And therefore, have Rachmanus on us because of the schus of them. Okay, part of a larger topic, but that is the klayakar on, on Hakka. Okay, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we know, has many names. We've quoted in the past, my Rebbe of Rosenzweig once said, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin, Yom Azikaron, past, present, and future. Rosh Hashanah is future. Rosh Hashanah. Yom Azikaron is past. Yom Adin is right now. Past, present, and future. And maybe the shofar brings us all three. Right? Yom Trua. The shofar reminds us of Maimon Harsinai. It reminds us of the shofar of Geula. And it reminds us of right now, standing in judgment. Right? The shofar, so the thir- fourth name, Yom Shua, could be all, all of them. But Rosh, the way that we call it is Rosh Hashanah. That's what we call the day. Rosh Hashanah. What's significant about Rosh Hashanah? Says Rev Pincus in his Sefer on Chumash in last week's parsha. Parsha's Kitzavo. Why there? Because there, we say in the Brachis, Unasan Hashem Rosh, Zanav. We want to be like the head and not like the tail. What's so special about being like the head? Right? We have the head, uh, the minhagim of the heads on, on Rosh Hashanah night. What's so special? After all, in Rav Pincus' Lashon, Lamaisa, if you have an animal that goes somewhere, the tail gets there too. Like five, five milliseconds later. So what's so significant? The head, the tail, we're all there. It's all part of the, of the organism anyway. What is it? Says Rav Pincus. Kinir line nine. Why? What's the Rosh? We discussed this last week when we spoke about the different parts of the body. The head, the torso, and the legs. The Rosh is the brain. The Rosh is the decision maker. The Rosh is the leader. In life, our job is to be a leader and not to be a follower. Even in Ruchnius, even if we do all the right things. But if it's only because we're following what other people are doing, what we've been trained to do, that's not the level that Hashem wants us. Don't be the zanav that just follows because you're the tail and you follow along. No, life is about being the rosh. 
He says, he gives the mashal as he always does. You see a train, you see a whole train with the, with the engine at the, at the front and all the different uh, cars. So you look, you think it's one big thing and it's all going. But all of a sudden, if the front engine car, you know, ta- uh, unscrews itself and goes, all of a sudden you see the rest of the cars are just left there standing. You see the back of an 18-wheeler sitting. It doesn't have the rosh. The rosh is what decides. The rosh is the mahriya. The rosh is the mashpia. It's the driver. And that's what life's about. Life's not about doing things because my friend's doing it, because my neighbor's doing it, because this is what I've done all my life. It's about I'm doing it because I'm deciding that I want to do it. Yes, even if we don't want to do it, we have to do it. Even if we're not feeling it, we have to do it. But what we're supposed to strive for is to be the Rosh. Rosh line 28. Pirusho sha'adam chayim she'ifos. We should live with yearnings. Yesh l'koach yitziru b'niya. A yearning. V'chivshua, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us. And on Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah, there is special siyata d'shmaya that Hashem puts into the air that we could become people of Rosh. We could become people who are leaders. People who are decisive decision makers for ourselves, for our family, for our community. Right? Yes, it's good to be a Zanav La'arayot. But if we could be the Rosh La'arayot, it's better to be a Zanav La'arayot than a Rosh L'Shu'alim, yes. But in life we have to try to be as much as we can that Rosh. To be with Arayot, but that's what we have to do. We have to be leaders and not followers. That's the special school of Rosh Hashanah. And we should all be Zocheh to have a Shana's a Shana's Shalom, a Shana of growth, of Limud, of uh, all good things for all of our families and for all of Klal Yisrael.